The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome to the Radiate Wellness Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Clemens Hoffman. Each week we will discuss tools, tips, and ways to radiate your best life ever, interviewing practitioners, authors, and luminaries to help you on your path. Wellness, joy, peace, abundance. What do you want to radiate? Hi, and welcome back to the Radiate Wellness Podcast. Today, we radiate trust with my new friend, Monique Glover, who is a psychic and energetic healer based in Canada and host of her Entrepreneurial Spirit Podcast. Hello, Monique. It's good to see you again. Hello, Christy. It's always a good excuse to get together and geek out and chat with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we met kind of on a on a fluke. You were in touch with Steve Burgess, who was on yes. my podcast, yes. and uh, he put you in touch with me. Small yep. world. He's in the yep. UK. You're in Canada. I'm in the U.S. So such a small world. So yeah, if, you know, I've talked to you what twice now, and then emails and I think so. like a a connection and a kindred spirit. So um, I love gotta love the internet, right? Oh, I know it, it's it's amazing. Just talking about synchronicities, even happening more and more frequently, I think with the internet and just that ease of connection, it's, it's beautiful. And then you pop on a call and you just think, oh, I've known this person forever. This is amazing. And you're yeah. on the other side of the world or in another country. It's, it's really cool. It is really, really cool. And well, you know, we're, we're here to radiate trust today and mm-hmm. we've had some technical issues today. It's <laughs> not been smooth sailing today. I mean, we can, no. you know, say mercury retrograde, you know, whatever, but oh my gosh, just to, <laughs> this, this is take two this morning. This is take two today. Yeah, right. As I praise technology for being so amazing for bringing people together, which it is, but then sometimes it's just a giant pain in the butt as well. It is, but you know, things happen like that, and I just trust that it works out. So I thought that 
no, your suggestion to radiate trust today, I thought it was perfect because I said, you know, we're trusting that all this stuff is going to work. All of it's going to work out that I'm going to get, <laughs> I was missing a power cable this morning and my computer was going to die. So just trust that I'm going to have time to do that. You trust that your microphone's going to work because your microphone didn't work earlier. And so we just, you know, <laughs> just leaving it up to let it go and let it, let God, right? Let go and let God. Yeah. Yeah. So you're in the psychic realm. You're in the energy healing realm. How long have you been doing that? Oh, I am. I mean, officially on a official business card, maybe about a month now. What? Yeah, so like you- literally just kind of, I, I use the word free falling frequently oh, yeah. for over the past month because it felt like I was jumping off of an airplane and talk about trust, trusting that my parachute was going to open, that I was going to land safely. And I just, uh, I went all in like, no, no more waffling, no more hesitating, no more kind of like standing with two feet on either side um, of the door. It's like, nope, I'm just gonna, I'm going to go all in. Leap of faith. <sighs> Total yes. leap of faith. So you've only been doing your podcast now for a month? The podcast has been going on for nine months now. That's what I thought. Yes. Yes. As my hosting provider has, they always send little updates of congratulations. You've reached this milestone. And the other day um, I got a notification that it was nine, nine months. And I thought, oh my goodness, because I couldn't even imagine nine months ago doing a podcast because that thought literally terrified me. You know, talk about trust and the trust factor. I had been wanting to do a podcast for a while. And I knew I just didn't have a lot of money to pay people to put it together for me. And I was trying to learn how to do it. I had somebody come over and show me a few things and tell me, you know, recommend some things to buy and recommend yep, some yep. editing software, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And it just was slogging through and I felt it just felt overwhelming because I've got you know my own practice plus a group practice and just you know my own slate of clients etc and I thought this is this is a bigger undertaking than I thought but I just still wanted to do this and bring it to the world Mm. and then just all of a sudden it's like the skies opened up and the resources came the people came to put it together it just you know, you just do have to take that. You've got to let go of the wing of the airplane and then just go, all right, something's going to catch me. I don't know what, I don't know when, <laughs> hopefully before I hit yes. the ground. Yes. Right. <laughs> Maybe a couple inches before <laughs> that happens. <laughs> That'd be great. Yeah, you know, like not, don't make it that close of a call, but <laughs> or not and then you know somebody will scrape me up and put me back together but it's gonna happen (laughs) right so like what were what were you doing before this nine month milestone because you had your you had a whole life before that Mm, yes and I've been I've been in um entrepreneurship for totally out on my own for probably a decade I was freelancing for maybe 15 or so years Um, My background is as a graphic designer and marketing professional. So talk about having that shove out the door. It was probably, 
I'm judging timeline by the age of my children now. Oh, or if yeah. I had oh, children, yeah. right? Like, how old are they? When was that? <laughs> so yeah, everything's like B-I or A-I, before <laughs> Iris and after Iris. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. It's true though, right? Because now you just lose track of time. And um, so what was it? About eight years ago now, um, I was coming back from mat leave with my eldest in my so-called secure corporate position, you know, as part of a global marketing team, we weren't even touched by the local kind of turmoil that was going on in the city that I lived in. Um, You kind of felt untouchable. So here I was already really kind of losing that spark in my position, but I thought I'm not going to lose this secure job. I just have a new baby um we were moving at the time cross country that was a big leap I was supposed to be switching offices so it would be all seamless and that morning they started my team was all across the globe so all of a sudden my whole team just started to blink offline rumors were spreading around um they let go our whole global marketing team global communications um everyone in and kind of brought us into an office we knew it was coming let everyone go um and this was i think maybe t minus a month to moving across country with our nine month old baby (laughs) wow I remember being mad. I wasn't even upset. I was just, I was livid. I was so mad at them because they always preached these values of employee owned company that our employees are first and just to kind of, you know, get kicked out like that felt, felt really personal, I guess. Sure. Um, right? They could have told you before you planned to move across the continent. I mean, yes. Right. Right. <laughs> but we thought, you know what? I mean, just making that decision to move um, was a huge deal. So speaking of the trust, I just totally put trust in, in that nudge and that vision. And, and we moved and I started, um, freelancing hundred percent. So, um, start to open up my own business, mm-hmm. took a whole bunch of different courses and I've always been a multi-passionate person and I can see the pieces, how they've all come together. Now I didn't always embrace it. I always, you know, in the past I would have thought, Oh my gosh, people are going to look at me and think I'm such a flake that I can't make up my mind of what I want to do. I took doula training and was working as a postpartum doula for a little bit while doing graphic design work. <laughs> oh, wow. And now, but all that time you were also psychic and honing your psychic skills, right? <laughs> yes. Well, on unknown to me, I had always, and it's funny now that I talk about this move, I remember feeling this, this magnetic pull to where we live now. And I couldn't explain it, but I I was tying myself back to kind of my own perceived obligations that I had in our old location. But I remember seeing clearly where my daughter would be and where we would live and, you know, everyone around us. And at the time, I didn't realize it as any psychic abilities until 
I learned more about it. I always thought I was, you know, always accused of being highly sensitive and looking too much, reading too much into things. Mm -hmm. Um, And then COVID hit as it did for a lot of people and turned my, you know, I had my business going. Um, I was working with great clients and then lockdown happened and my kids were with me 24 seven and a lot of the big companies that I was working with did not have a marketing budget anymore when all their clothes, all their stores were closing. Um, so that was really the point of what I call my spiritual awakening when everything was just kind of, you know, the rug is pulled oh, under yeah. you. Oh yeah. And you really have to do some soul searching. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, do I go back and get another corporate job? What do I pivot? What do I do? Right. Yeah. And just having that, that leap of faith moment, just saying it's, it's now or never. Mm. And what kind of support did you get from your husband, from your friends and family? Oh my, oh my gosh. My husband is, is amazing. He's, he's my grounding rock. A lot of the times I say I can spend all my time up in spirit. (laughs) I can just be in the spirit realm and I'm so happy just floating around there and I need someone to pull me back down (laughs) to this human experience in this body and my grounding rock. And it's fun. And he's always been open to, to all of it. And he'll tell me, "I, I have no idea how this all works (laughs) but it's really cool and he's just kind of coming along for the ride and going down the rabbit hole with me yeah yeah Yeah. so part of this journey well and bless his heart he's out getting you a new microphone that's yes I know right please something because it just died it just I thought maybe it wasn't working like you said our technical difficulties but it flat on just stopped working. So there you go. Yeah, Running around getting you back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> for your for your next interview within like an hour from now. Right. I so her to pick up my kitten that's like attacking me. Oh right? my gosh. I was just he, he makes an appearance again. What's his name again? His name is Milo. Oh my is, gosh. What are you he's doing? He's singer. five months old and he's just like, I don't know, he's He's crazy. He has like some hit of testosterone running through him and he's just, he's bonkers. (laughs) He's that adolescence. Like you, we were talking about the adolescence cat of no fear, all the rule breaking, right? Pushing boundaries. Yeah. Testing testing waters. Oh yeah, totally. And as we say that, I'm now going to keep talking and promptly remove him um, from my office. <laughs> okay, well, I will take this moment to give a shout out to all of the pet owners who have little ones. I've got an eight-week-old kitten at home myself. He is so freaking cute, and I'm completely obsessed with him. Um, but yeah, all animals do go through that teenage 
fade. Just like, well, your kids are kind of little still, maybe eight years Mm -hmm. old, the oldest. Um, You know, and I remember the teenage sass and the attitude starting starting around then. They still stay pretty sweet. But, you know, the teen, I'm not going to lie, the teenage years are a little bit challenging for everyone who is dealing with them. So, oh, I feel. My youngest is she just turned four and I swear oh she has like sass already. I don't know. Second mm-hmm. child. She's like a fireball and I feel has so much to to teach me. <laughs> they are huge mirrors, aren't they? Oh, they are. I truly believe you have the children that you have for for a reason. The children you need. <sighs> yes. Yeah. Yes. And now yeah, so mm-hmm. Oh, so that's kind of where, I mean, in the midst of COVID and everything being turned upside down, um, and I had a psychic reading at the time with the woman who would now become my mentor, and she offered um, a beginner's mentorship class to learn more about tuning into your intuition and your abilities and your psychic abilities, and I followed on with we actually recently just celebrated our one year anniversary, a whole group of us that have started with her at the same time and went into mediumship and advanced. And we took some forensics classes with her as well too, which were fascinating. And then as we have a big shared interest, it kind of, I got taken into this world of past lives and it's almost like, this something ignited and from then I've heard people talk about it as a quickening that it's like the spark is lit and it's just boom 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 um down the path but if a year ago you asked me if I would be doing this work I would have never thought I never thought I would have been able to I mean mediumship scared the heck out of me I I did not want anything (laughs) to do with mediumship I kind of always looked over my shoulders in class and oh it's funny how things can change in in just a year it is and when you start that quickening of course quickening being the term we used to use when we felt movement in the womb and the you know Mm -hmm. a fetus was kind of waking up it's just this kind of coming alive and you know, I think we talked about this when I was on your podcast of that, mm-hmm. when we have that awakening, that quickening, it's like nothing is the same. And we feel or can feel tremendously off balance. Relationships have to change. The mm-hmm. things that we once held dear, we just, you know, kind of put them away like we would uh, old toys when we get to teenage years. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I kind of think of the the famous poem by Emily Dickinson with the line, um, with the passion put to use in my lost saints. You know, these things that we once held so dear that it's like, oh man, why did I used to be angry about that? Why did I used to be passionate about that? It doesn't make sense anymore. Yeah. You know, I used yeah. to be one of these people and I'll still do it on occasion, but one of these people who turn out every weekend, we've got this big park where people protest and have rallies and things like that. And I was out there just angry and protesting and 
doing all these things and then having this awakening. I'm like, that's not really how things work. You know, if we if we truly look at it and just I don't know, Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's just everything shifted and changed. So I'll still stand out there with the sign every every now and again when something's really (laughs) tiring. But, you know, it's just it's different. It is. It's it's almost I feel like I physically can't go on or see in the way that I used to. And not that it's bad, but it's things shift in a way that that you can't go back, that you can't reverse it. And maybe that's what the fear is because when you're on the cusp of that, you can feel that there's no going back once you go in a certain direction. Um, but I don't want to go back either, right? No. There's a part of you, you're like, no, I don't, I don't want to go back to that. I love how my life has opened up and my eyes have opened up to so many, so many things. And so today we're here talking about trust. Mm-hmm. And at some, you know, at some point in all of this, we have to just trust that we can't go back. We have to trust that the way we're going yeah. forward, even if we can't see the entire way, that that's where we need to be going. Mm-hmm. And so how did you kind of navigate this, tr- this trust factor? Mm-hmm. And how did that make sense to you? And it, I laughed because it was, um, <laughs> it wasn't something I was very good at. I think becoming a mother and going through pregnancy and childbirth was my first real initiation into, into truly trusting and letting go because in that moment in time, when you're birthing a baby, there's, you can resist or you can trust and just let the process take you over and, the miracles that I had witnessed because of that were just truly amazing. But I remember seeing, um, I'm remembering now a friend of mine and she is an acupuncturist and she'd put a point on my head and it had, the point had popped out of my head and she was laughing about it. I'm like, what, what is it? What does that point mean? I want to, I'm such an information seeker. Like give me all the information. She's like, oh, that's just your, your trust in the universe point. And I so blocked that you couldn't like get a needle in there. Yeah. 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 And I was like, yeah. And I totally agreed. I'm like, no, I don't trust in the universe. I trust in me being able to control things. I call myself a recovering uh, perfectionist because I I mean, look at the profession that I went in where it's like minute details, which is a great asset to have, but it can also take you over um, in a way that's not healthy either, obsessing about all of these things. Um, So I don't know. I had to take little, I had to take little leaps and little nudges and kind of lean. It's almost like if I trusted once and nothing horrible happened, it's like, okay, then I can do that again. And still frequently to this day, I'll have have discussions with my guide about, it's like, you'll get, have these little nudges like, oh, do this, do this. This will be good. Like, this is the next step. Do this way. And I'll be sitting here just arguing like, the stubborn, almost toddler I am of, of no, that that's cool. That sounds terrifying. Um, no, 
no, let's just, <laughs> let's not do that. And then eventually I'll come around quicker than I used to. And, and on the other side of it, it's, it's amazing. It's beautiful. And you think, oh, why didn't I do that sooner? <laughs> Um, so I think I'm learning as you go, the little baby steps, right? Um, yeah, you learn to fall into that more, especially when things are maybe hectic and crazy and aren't so sure. I find your trust gets gets really tested at those points. But honestly, just having the trust that there is something more in the world outside of me um that shifted my perception on on so so many things in the world oh yeah well you know this whole question of trust and everything um I talk to people all the time because I also mentor and teach you know Mm -hmm. developing intuition developing psychic skills etc etc and people are asking me all the time it's like well I got this really clear message but how can I trust it I'm like it was clear to you it didn't come from you why would you not trust it but no i understand that we want the proverbial to before to, i don't know what you'd call it in canada you know this big board you want this yeah. big thing to knock you upside the head yeah. and it's not always gonna be like that so you know i have various things that i work with people on getting themselves to trust but what do you find works for you where do you find that trust? Oh, and I'm laughing about being like knocked upside the head because I felt at the beginning when I started to tune and fine tune my psychic abilities. That's what I thought. You think, I think we've watched so many movies that we have in our mind. Like I felt like this, you know, this music would be playing in the background and oh, like my life's purpose would be revealed to me. And I would just be getting these clear, clear messages. Um, So (laughs) trusting that it doesn't always, like you said, come like that. Actually, my, my realization is that most of it is very subtle. Very subtle. Very subtle. And it's learning to trust those subtleties and not second guess them or brush them off as coincidences. Um, But in fact, synchronicities and things pushing you in the right direction. Yeah. My advice is is usually, well, is it, is that information helpful? Yes. Is it positive? Is it uplifting? Mm -hmm. Is it not flattering? Flattering is manipulation. Right. If it's all of those things, does it really matter where it comes from? You know, we can trust that it's, you know, our internal guidance, but does it matter if it's, you know, seemingly your own voice or, or another's, but just if you can trust that information and then also just that the intuition is like a muscle, the more you use it and the more you trust it, the better it gets and the more it grows Mm. why not why not trust it mm-hmm. um yeah Something i don't like, know if i missed your question by the way <laughs> i'm thinking did i answer your question or did i go rambling so how do, you, how do you know how do you how do you trust how do you trust the information that you get well like you said honestly practice at first 
I remember sitting in these groups and, oh my gosh, thank goodness for our amazing teacher, because she's the one that would, (laughs) you know, just tell us what is the first, like first thing that comes to your mind, right? Like quick, don't, don't second guess it. Um, And at first, you know, you're so embarrassed. You're like, oh, I don't want to go first. This seems so weird. What kind of weird information is this? And I found the more that you do it, the more that you just step out there and you're not filtering what you're getting, you're just purely channeling and you're writing it down and you face that fear, I guess, of of judging or being wrong. I think we have such a fear of being wrong when also you have to take into consideration, well, yeah, you are in a human body. Yes, you are filtering. There's still things you're filtering through It might not be wrong. It might be misinterpreted. It might be something yet to come there. I mean, there's, we always have to label it as like, oh no, I got that wrong because I didn't get every detail of, of this instead of looking at, um, looking at the bigger picture and the bigger messaging, Mm. just like who the information is coming from that. And I felt that way too. You know, you want to know, I want to know the name of my guide. I want to know what they look like. I want to know this and this and this. And then at the end of the day, does it, does it matter? Does it, does it really matter all those tiny details? Right. Right. Often our guides don't always have names anyway. You know, just kind of like, well, if you have to call me something, call me Steve. Yeah. Right. (laughs) (laughs) If if you need to put a human label on it, right. Just, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So for me, it had been, it had been a lot of, a lot of practice and a lot of, a lot of feedback. And all of a sudden when you start getting in that mode and you practice and you get that validation back to you, it's kind of like, oh my goodness, Mm. how did I know that? Cause that wasn't me. Um, So at least in psychic development, that has been something that has been amazing for me and having a group of people, a network, a community that I have grown with and that we can trust that no thing is too weird. No subject is too odd. <laughs> to There's, something um, There's something huge about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's, you, you just have to go with that instinct and stop, stop second guessing yourself. As soon as you start to turn on that analytical part of your brain, and coming up with a story too it's like no you it, then you've gotten so far away from um i think the true the true information that's coming through you know i think many people assume that trust is a very left-brained type of activity mm-hmm. Be- Perhaps because trust seems to convey like facts and figures and things like that. But I really think it's a more of a right brained thing. Mm. Something you can't really put a finger on why you trust. Like if you meet someone for the first time, why would you, yes. why you would trust them? Uh, certain people and why you would not trust other people. Right. So it's kind of more of a an intangible kind of thing that we can all kind of hone and work on, you know. I think so too. It doesn't have to be um, 
I mean, I find kids, they're just very naturally and animals, kids and animals, they naturally embrace that. And Mm -hmm. then I find as we get older, you have all these layers of conditioning that for a lot of people warps how you trust and who you trust. But almost if you can get back to that place where where you're just accepting it for what it is and you're not trying to analyze every detail. I, I absolutely agree with you. I find that when you turn on that left brain thinking, it, it dilutes the trust, that the trust is a feeling. It's just that people talk about that gut instinct. It's that, it's that knowing you just know and you don't need to logically scientifically explain it or prove it to to anyone yes I think that's I think that's it because a lot of the people who come to me with questions of trust how can I trust my guidance how can I trust this information I'm receiving they're not um it's like god I totally lost my train of thought but (laughs) (laughs) it's like they don't trust themselves in a way Mm. right don't trust necessarily themselves that um, even a feeling of, I think you had even mentioned it earlier. It's like, how can I do that? Who am I to do something like this? I don't know. Totally rambling at this point, but you know, I'm reminded of a conversation I had with a coaching client where, um, she was talking about some information that she had received and she said, how do I know the difference between my own mind thinking these things and guidance. Mm. And I said, well, first, you don't. Second, you know, you just have to trust that if it's good and helpful and serves its purpose, does it matter where it's coming from? And kind of getting to that place where we're just like the free fall that you were talking about. Yeah. And, um, and then she's, she came up with this analogy that I thought was beautiful. Um, like in Downton Abbey, I don't know if you ever watched Downton Abbey. I loved that show. It was so, it was, it was so addicting. And so you had this way of life that were these rich people in a manor house. The town grew up around the manor house to basically serve all of the needs, grow the produce, have the shops that fix things, have the shops that provide things, have the people to supply servants. And so this like basic ecosystem that grew up around this family. And this client, she said, that's kind of how we might see our guides, that they're mm-hmm. an ecosystem that have sprouted up to help us mm. in our mission. And, you know, in Downton Abbey, if the family wasn't there in this manor house to keep this village going, and in that time, you know, it's a different time now, but at that time gave purpose to the people who were living in the village and gave them, you know, clients and customers for their goods and trade. But, um, you know, we can see that our guides are kind of, we have a whole spiritual team that's like an ecosystem to help prop us up and support us, right? Yeah. And it serves their mission too because it helps them advance. 
Anyway, yeah. I don't know. I don't, does that even make any sense? Oh, it, it totally does. It, it's really amazing just to, to see how it all cycles. Like you said, it's one is helping the other and the other help is helping the other. And um, it's really, really beautiful community in that way. Spiritual community. Yeah. 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 So yeah. rather than seeing that I am the separate person, who am I to be able to receive guidance from my my ecosystem from my team. Yeah. Shout out to Becky for that, that concept, because I think it's beautiful, but who am I to shout out, to give this shout out and to, um, to be able to receive this information from my team versus I am part of the team. I am an essential part of this team and we are the ecosystem together. Yes. Right. Yes. Yeah. You're just the one down here on earth with the, with the human earth mission, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Did you know that Radiate Wellness is more than just a podcast? That's right. We're also a comprehensive holistic wellness practice. Find out about our services, practitioners, and upcoming events at radiatewellnesscommunity.com. While you're there, visit our podcast page to read more about our great guests and even donate to the podcast. If you like our podcast, you can help in other ways as well, like subscribe or follow us wherever you're listening right now. Tell a friend, a family member, or a coworker about the great content you find here. And if you wouldn't mind, please give us a thumbs up, a five-star rating, or a positive review. Sounds like a small thing, but it really helps. You might like to know about our Facebook communities while we're at it. We have a free community, the Radiate Wellness Community, on Facebook for news and great free content. Our subscribers group is Radiate U, as in the letter U, but also, well, you. There you'll find curated replays of past classes, guest interviews, and more. And now back to our podcast and back to our guest. Yeah. We're it's like ones. you have your whole network of people and everyone is doing, doing their own thing. Um, I had a really similar experience in, in a group that I was with and I had mentioned, I think earlier, um, there's a few of us taking a, a forensic Oracle class. So we concentrated on forensics in the psychic and mediumship realm. And, you know, people can be, we can be so hard on ourselves that I remember one girl in the group, she's like, I never get names. Why can't I get names? Like she just, she wanted to get names of people and she wanted to get it accurate. And we looked at her like, oh my gosh, like, look at all the other things you were bringing that we would love, like, this is amazing what you're bringing. And this person would have this talent and this would have this talent and all together as this network, it's like, you have this amazing superpower that everyone has their, their special traits, the things that they're really good at. Um, but alone, it wouldn't be as powerful as working together as a team so it didn't matter it didn't matter if you can't do this or that you don't have to do it all and I feel like in this spiritual ecosystem it's not all all on you to do the one thing that you're doing this part they're doing this part this person's doing this part and 
you're stronger together for that. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that. Each person bringing in their own, well, each of, not even people, each, each being bringing Mm -hmm. in their own expertise, their own input into it. Right. Because we're better. We're together, together. We're better. We're stronger with each other. You know, all of these. (laughs) Yes. All the things that we've heard for how many. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. To find out that's true. Right. Yes. So I want to pivot a little bit, Monique. I want to pivot yes. to your um, energetic healing. Can you mm. talk about, you know, this is the, your other, your plus one psychic plus energetic <laughs> healer, your little plus one here, but not so little. But um, so what does that mean to you? Like what kind of healing do you, um, do you embody? What do you, what do you do? What you mm. got? Yeah. And talking about like that, who am I to call myself this or that? Yeah. That piece took a little bit of work too. And and it was a total activity of trust. Um, so it's something that came along when I fell into, into past life work that I, I, I swear I literally had Brian Weiss's Many Lives, Many Masters book handed to me. And I devoured this thing. Like, I don't know, I was so ravenous for (laughs) there was something here I was like oh my gosh I need to I need to learn I need to learn more and throughout the process of kind of me exploring this and and working with past life therapist and my daughter as well things have so things came up with my daughter my eldest because she's a very she's a very old soul had some things that seemed to me not this lifetime, like old kind of stagnant affairs. And I remember in the bath, I was in the bath one night and, and I was just, you know, in my zone and meditating. And all of a sudden my guide popped in and started showing me this one specific fear, three lives consecutively back to back to back for her of where these were stemming from. And all of a sudden I was guided to, you know, hold certain parts of my body. We were kind of cutting energetic ties and um, just bringing awareness to the story. That's something, something that I've really learned along the way to how much stories can heal as well. And I had this moment of Oh my gosh, what did, what did we just do? Like, I didn't take a course on this. I didn't read a book on this. I <laughs> just fully trusting that okay my team and spirit can can show me these things too I don't have to be a certified yada 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 to do it and um from there I'd practice with other classmates and we kind of we went through and um did different types of healing whatever whatever I was guided to do and that took a lot of trust because I'm like well what if nothing comes what if you know what if the clairvoyance doesn't come? What if there's no guidance on on what to do? What if I don't feel things in my body like I did with my daughter? But they always did, but they always came. And there was always a story attached to it. And like you and I have talked about before, when you're in your mode and you're just channeling, it's like, bleh, right? Da, 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 da. And it all, <laughs> it all comes out and... It, w- it was the first time that I had taken something purely that my spirit team 
had showed me and had used it in real life. And it wasn't, it, you know, I've, I love learning new things and I feel like I have to get, I have so many different degrees and pieces of paper. And I feel that's part of my journey is that I needed that validation. And this was the first time that I could just do something without that piece of paper and see it play out in real time and get feedback from people, how much it helped them. And I was just kind of dumbstruck of, wow, that was amazing. That really worked. I don't even know what I was doing because I was just purely in trust and purely in the flow and honestly just bringing the messages. It's like, I feel like I was just the middle, the middle person that I'm not doing the healing. I don't have any magical powers. I'm just facilitating, opening that door um, for, for our guides to do, to do their thing. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that was a big jump for me because I thought before I'd had to be, you know, certified this and that. And I had taken some Reiki courses and thought like, okay, if I'm going to call myself this, I need to I need to have this piece of paper, <laughs> this diploma that says I can do energetic healing. And it had all come very naturally. Sure, sure. Well, you did yeah. have some training behind it. So you knew the yes. concepts of, of energy, how it flows, how it works, how blockages are created, where they come from, um, how the you know, best ways to clear them, et cetera, et cetera. So, yes. you know, I, I don't ever discount training. I think we can all learn from everybody, right? Mm-hmm. And, but I do think the even, you know, and I'm a Reiki master. I don't know what level you are, but um, there, there are things that I bring to my Reiki sessions that other Reiki masters do not bring. So mm-hmm. I have my own wave and I call it something very different. It's just medical intuitive Reiki. And mm-hmm. um, so everybody does bring something a bit to it. So um, I think that, all healing is self-healing in a way. I believe that all healing is faith healing in a way. If yeah. you believe in something that it's going to work, then it's going to work for you. And But you also have to internalize that. So, yeah, like you said, it's like we're just the conduits. We're the middle people. Yeah. But each client has to do their own healing along with it too, right? So yes. I you know, we talked about ecosystem. So, you know, in healing, the healer and the client um, or the energy facilitator, whatever we call ourselves. I know a lot of people who say, I'm not a healer. I'm a, you know, I'm the client does their own healing or it comes through me, but I'm not. Right. So whatever we call ourselves along with the client and the people we're working with, you know, it's another ecosystem there that it's um, anyway, we're all bringing our own stuff into it anyway. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and just completely trusting what you're, what you're bringing is that it's valuable, not mm-hmm. second guessing of, like you had said, I really struggled with that who am I statement for a long time, and I mean it still pops up of who am I to be, to be doing this and that, and you play this comparison game. Well, look at this person that has you know twenty years experience and who does this and da 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 and you can get caught in that that who am I trap and I remember one day I flipped it around and it's like who am I 
to not bring this into the world that I remember getting <laughs> information, speaking about information and guidance from your guides. And it was so clear. It was, it's not about you. <laughs> it's about the work. And it was kind of like a slap to the face. Cause you know, we, we all like it to be <laughs> all about us all the time, yeah. but it's like, I got so bogged down and well, what is everyone going to think? Like, who am I? Blah, blah, blah. But it's like, no, it's not. It is. It's not about you. <laughs> it's about just it's bigger picture that it's like either you're going to jump in and you're going to do it or you're not, but just, just do it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. That like loving nudge you need sometimes. Right. Yeah. 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 And if yeah. you're not going to like stop holding back from what people and what the world need right now. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. It's funny how much trust has come up in this conversation. Oh, it, it's been like, it's been pivotal to everything that I do that yeah. even the way that I do business now. And I mean, the women that I talk about or talk to on my podcast, like you, and that we're not discounting the business school aspect of it, the structure of it, that that's obviously very important, but there's a whole other side that's, I find, um, I don't know. It hasn't been given importance. It's kind of been like woo-woo, whatever, female feeling. And over the years, it's been kind of brushed aside, especially in the big corporate world. And the more people you talk to that are really harnessing that power of intuition, um, it's it's really creating a lot more flow in their business versus resistance of, well, I need to do this because this person who's the expert... (laughs) says, you know, I need this and I need this funnel and this email list and blah, blah, blah. And I'm just going to like beat this thing to death because this is what the marketing person said to do. It doesn't feel right. Exactly. Exactly. Steve Jobs, in fact, we're talking about, you know, industry and business and big business. Mm -hmm. Steve Jobs said that intuition is more um, powerful than intellect. Mm -hmm that trusted his intuition just expressly. Bill Gates credits intuition for his success. Warren Buffett, you know, Henry Ford credited his intuition. So these titans of of business and industry all know that the place, but it's not taught. No. Isn't that funny? Yeah. It's not taught in business school. It's not, (laughs) there's no intuition in business course. It's, it's definitely something learned um, yeah. down the road. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, kind of wish it were maybe with all of the emphasis on the divine feminine coming out right now that that's mm. more embraced. But let's let's pivot a little bit to and I know we're getting close to time, but um, your podcast, Her Entrepreneurial Spirit. Yes. OK, so why did you want to do an entrepreneurial podcast. What's it about? And so speaking of just trusting that things are coming in for a reason, um, I remember we were talking about um, me doing doula work for a while. And for a bit, you know, one side I was working with mostly female business owners and I was helping 
women after they had babies. And at first it, it didn't make sense at all. And then it kind of all reached this point where I had this aha moment of that's where my passion lies is, is working with women and kind of opening up this, this vulnerable space. And I remember I had a friend, she had just started her her own podcast and we were chatting one day and she's like, you know what? I feel like you're going to have a podcast. And this was maybe about a year ago. And I just laughed at her. (laughs) Yeah, you're crazy. (laughs) Because I don't know, the thought of the thought of speaking into a mic and listening to my voice. I hated my voice. I thought I sounded like a child. Like, no, that that seemed horribly vulnerable and, and not fun. I'm cool. Well, sure enough, three months later, <laughs> I, I felt this nudge and I'm like, I'm going to do this. And I wanted, I wanted to talk to entrepreneurial women I, that were, that were harnessing that spirituality and intuition and trust. And they were building these purpose-driven businesses. And this idea just all came rushing to me. I bought a mic. I started sitting there talking in front of the mic, um, talking about blocks and chakras, my poor throat chakra. Like my voice was cracking. I was burping, like just everything coming out of my throat that from that time I'd done a lot of work on um, speaking my truth had come out as a result for it. And I think there was a deep rooted fear there for me about even getting on a podcast and talking about these things. But then it just evolved. I had had a group of people that right away I knew I wanted to chat to, and I wanted it to be a space for intimate unscripted conversations. And I had a friend tell me, she's like, you know what? I just listened to your latest episode and I felt like I was sitting in a coffee shop and I was listening to two friends speak. And that touched me so deeply. And I thought from that moment on, yes, that's that's what I want. I want this safe space that we can get vulnerable. We can talk about all of these things and for other female business owners to know that they're they're not alone in this. They're not, you know, they're not crazy for wanting to do business in a different way. And, and that's where it just, it very organically evolved on its own. I mean, when I briefly met you on email, I had this nudge of, I want to interview her. I want her to, I want to talk to Christy. And then, you know, the fear comes in. It's like, I can't just randomly ask someone that I don't know (laughs) to do this. And, you know, you have this war in your head, like, yeah, you can. So just do it. (laughs) And I mean, look at the connections that have come from that. So it's really, it's been two-sided. It's kind of bringing this space for women to share their stories. And it has also been very healing for me as well oh really how so yes oh just just being able I mean even to know that oh my gosh my like my neighbors know about this my my kids friends parents know about this now like my my thoughts and opinions are out there for the world to listen to um 
that really brought a lot of um, a lot of deep healing for me about how I want to use my voice and just having my voice visible in the world mm-hmm. and talking about past lives. I mean, there was a lot of <laughs> there was a lot of past life work around um, that too, and that has been some of the most profound healing and I would say a a decade of of trying so many different being curious about so many different healing modalities um that that has been life altering and changing for me yeah it's amazing when we put this stuff out there we're so afraid that oh people are gonna think I'm weird they're gonna think I'm crazy or just gonna hate me because I think about these things and I believe these things but it's a lot more widespread than you would think this woo woo Mm -hmm. life you know it's a lot more accessible and permeated than we think it is it's Mm -hmm amazing and so yeah putting yourself out there what do your kids think about what you do oh my gosh well they're the the kids that fight over my sage because they're like no I want to run around the house with (laughs) with the sage stick this is is how it goes down in my house yeah oh especially my especially my eldest she's just she's so fascinated with it like I've mentioned she's done uh, past life work she talks about her guide like she's her friend it it amazes me sometimes I'm honestly jealous of how clear her connection is she's like oh yeah just just give me a second she comes back with these amazing um, images and stories and like where where is this coming from so she um, she always wanted to work with daddy when she was younger she thought daddy was the cool person to work with and now she wants to work with mommy because she's like mommy you you talk to souls and angels all day that that sounds really cool that's where where I want to be um but they're just so naturally they're so naturally inclined to embracing that part of them yeah it feels really great to be able to to give them that space to embrace that and explore that as well too and that it's safe to explore that it's not like okay well now you're almost eight it's time to to shut that off right right you know can you imagine how your life would be different if you had brought it been brought up that way oh I know so (laughs) so so many different things that would change (laughs) yes yeah, but I probably wouldn't have had like crazy anxiety that you know really kind of peaked in adolescence because I was suppressing so much of it. It's almost like you're just you're taught to to put a lid on it, right? And and you can only do that for so long before it all comes it all comes bubbling out. Yeah, yeah, that is so true. That is so true. Um, you know, I talk to parents all the time. They're talking about their kids or seeing things, experiencing things, feeling things, et cetera, et cetera. And um, it is so important for us parents to encourage that growth, not to try to control the growth, not try to direct it or anything like that, but just to encourage it. 
because we can shut that down if we want to, if we're afraid or other people are afraid or we're told that it's bad or wrong or um, Mm -hmm. any, any of the above, we can shut it down. But yeah, like you said that it's got to go somewhere. It's going to bubble out somewhere and it's going to come out in anxiety and depression and all types of neuroses. It's going to come out in some way. So, you know, it's best just to embrace it because it's a natural part of who we are. Mm. We're spiritual beings having a human experience. And so it's very natural and normal. So we Mm. should be encouraging it. So amazing how natural and normal it is for them too. It's like, they don't have to, they don't have that part of their brain that's telling them, no, you shouldn't talk about that. Oh, that's weird. Oh, people are going to judge you. It just, it, it's just such at face value. Like, oh, this is what happened. Oh my God came and visited me. And this is what she told me. Yada, yada, yada. I'm like, oh my gosh, (laughs) that's amazing. Please tell me more. (laughs) exactly it's really beautiful yeah it's beautiful and it's 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 natural and just helping them understand how to use those type of things in life it's like yeah you can manage your own energy yeah you can clear your own space yeah Mm -hmm. you can you know work on healing yourself and and hopefully others it's like yeah it's not just a cool parlor trick you you know use this for your good you know, oh, it's so empowering that I wish someone told me that I have control of my energy and yes. what comes in and all the years that I was carrying everyone else's baggage that I thought was mine. <laughs> it's like, mm-hmm. oh my goodness, I, I, I wish that I had learned, if I'd learned that sooner, it would have been, I mean, it's empowering now, but I think like, oh, early on, it's like, okay, yeah, you don't feel right or you feel antsy and like, you know, you were just at a friend, you were at school all day, you were picking up all this stuff, especially in this current day and age and climate. It's like, yeah, you, you can clear that. And watching how quickly it happens for them as well, too, that they don't have all those, all those layers that adults do. Oh my gosh, right. The layers of, am I doing this right? What should I be doing instead? Did I do it wrong? Um, how is this working? You know, all of these things that adults ask. Yes. Um, they just, they know that it works and that's all they need to know. Yep. Yep. It's that trust, right? It's going right back to just that unshakable trust of they're, they're doing it. They feel great. Awesome. That they don't need to dig in deeper of the, of the mechanics of how is it working? Why is it working? Like, It's just working. (laughs) And I have a hard time about that. I mean, I want to geek out. I want to find out all the things. And a lot of times I have to rein myself back and like, it just is working. It doesn't matter why or how it it just is. And just really trusting that. (laughs) Yes. Trust and allow. Just let it work. Let it happen. Yeah. Wow. Well, so Monique, is there anything that we haven't talked about that you think is like really, really important or anything I haven't asked that you, you just want to mention or bring up? Huh, I don't know. I feel like we've, we've covered like the whole gamut of, <laughs> of everything. Anything that I wanted to touch on particularly about <laughs> trust and radiating trust and, and my, and my experience. 
Yeah. I don't know. I, I think honestly, you just, you just have to start. You, you just have to start somewhere and you just have to start small and just trust the little things. And then you'll have this beautiful kind of cascading effect that once you allow a little bit into your life, mm-hmm. more and more will come. And the beautiful thing that comes out of trust is, is flow that you realize you're not at it alone and mm-hmm. that there is this beautiful team helping you out. And almost by falling into trust, you fall into flow and things just come with more ease and grace. That's not to say that things don't happen. I mean, we were talking about this morning already. I'm like, oh my gosh, what am I, what am I doing? I should just go find a normal job. <laughs> like being an entrepreneur is so hard. Like, yeah, everyone has those moments and no one is perfect. And if they say they are, it's all, it's all a lie. It's not, everyone has those, those doubts, but I find the more you trust, the more into flow you get and the easier, it's so much easier than resisting and fighting all the time. Absolutely. Sometimes we just have to drop the oars. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Although, although, you know, there's a lot of folks who say, you just go with the flow, go with the flow. But then yeah. again, um, I kind of like to take the flow, kind of like in one, whichever martial art that is, where you take the, the opponent's energy and like use it for your benefit, mm. right? So just kind of take, an, I like to take the flow of the river and use that energy to to create rather than just completely draw but that's just me too right oh well I love that because you can't just like you can't just sit there on your couch and like okay I'm just gonna I'm waiting for life to happen like no you still need to take action on these things but you you accept that you're not the all knowing person that you don't have to control every moment you can let the inspiration come to you and then take that aligned action instead of like blind action of just, well, I feel like I need to do something. So I'm just going to do anything. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Well, and Monique, Mm -hmm. you can help with psychic alignment reading, Mm -hmm. psychic readings and helping people get on their path, on their track with past life readings, with business mentoring, yeah, and you even have special events uh, for classes and such, workshops. So um, how can people contact you if they want to get in touch? Oh, I love it. And it's always evolving. That's something else that I trust that I, you know, maybe if I come talk to you in another year or two from now, that there's going to be a whole slew of other offerings and maybe different titles and that it's an evolution process we can we can trust that it doesn't have to stay exactly thank goodness for websites that aren't printed in stone and you can change (laughs) exactly so yeah if somebody wanted to work with you how would you in touch so you can um go find everything that's current on my website it's at moniqueglover.com I have all my current offerings there. I have um, all the information on the Her Entrepreneurial Spirit podcast, um, which you can listen to wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can uh, find me on Instagram. That's kind of my favorite 
little corner of the social media realm to be on. Um, and that's at Monique Glover Creative. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. Your website is beautiful, by the way. I'm sure you did. Eh? I'm sure you worked on Thank it. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, those are all the skills coming into play to, to help you along your journey. Right. Yeah. Totally. That's definitely a perk that as my offerings change, I, I can change my <laughs> website on my own. <laughs> that's really nice well i mean once again i've had a, a such a nice time talking with you monique i just feel like we're so much on the same page on the same wavelength and uh you know in the same world so appreciate your time thank you you too and thank you for pushing me a little bit out of my boundary of not i've been so used to being the host now that it's really nice to be on the other side. And that honestly made me a little bit nervous. I'm like, oh, oh, the spotlight's going to be all on me. And it's it's really nice to have that opportunity to be pushed out of your comfort zone a little bit, right? You know, <laughs> and trust that it's all going to work out okay. <laughs> and I'm going to know what to say. <laughs> exactly. Well, I have to say there is something to that because of course I was on your podcast. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm an old hat at this. I yeah. I have a degree in theater. I've got my own podcast I've been doing for three years. <laughs> I'm just such a natural at this. I get on your podcast and I'm like, blah, 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 vomit dump. Uh, next question, blah, 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 vomit dump. And yeah, it was. Just... <laughs> <laughs> it's good. It's working. It's working all of those muscles, right? And right. It's really like, okay, yeah, this is all, this is all meant to, whatever comes out is meant to be shared in the world and and trusting that someone needs to hear this right now yeah yeah (laughs) trust i love it yeah radiate wellness is a community of holistic and alternative healers and consultants based in the kansas city area dedicated to helping you create spiritual energetic and physical well-being To learn more about our practitioners, services, classes, and events, or to schedule an appointment, visit us at radiatewellnesscommunity.com. I'm Suzanne Giesman, and if you've ever wondered about life after death or if it's possible to connect with a higher consciousness, I invite you to join me for my podcast, Messages of Hope. It's my mission to share with you that our loved ones who have passed are always with us and we are so very loved. I want to teach you how to live a consciously connected and divinely guided life. Listen here on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network.